Hey everyone, and warm welcome to the Happiness Podcast. And in today's uh, episode, we have with Bill Phil Fonner, and uh, he's currently here smiling, smiling at, at, at me. Um, so he's one of the two to three best copywriters in, in Germany. And uh, he's been traveling the world since the last five years non nonstop, meaning he doesn't have a place where, where he, he had a home base where he stays, but he's actually seeing the world. And for him, freedom and radical truth are very important. And I know very few people who live this so radically as him. So I would love, I would want to have him as a guest on, on the podcast to, to talk, talk more about this. So warm welcome, Phil Former. Wow, thank so, you so much. Um, maybe also... <laughs> so maybe also for for all of you to know, like um, um, that uh, so Phil actually what one of my one of my uh, favorite clients they, they 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 booked him they booked him in in in, in the past and uh, before before they worked with me and then I was telling them like hey this this copy is really good very well written and I'm like yeah we had once a session I think it was one or two hour session with you and they're still using all the copy you wrote in in, in this session so like really that was uh, amazing amazing work uh, Phil and uh, yeah we're is, is crushing it and uh, so very important also to mention that so in these five years of travel you know most people think it's unproductive but he has actually been incredibly productive and uh, launched a multi multi-million dollar company where he helps others to um to to learn copywriting which then of course helps them to also lead a, a location independent life right so it's kind of bringing people free freedom of and location in, in independent to be able to earn money from from different different places yeah. so phil has um later we're gonna talk about happiness a lot but now let's talk about freedom first i want to focus a lot on freedom so when did you realize that freedom is so important to you and uh yeah oh well I, I i think i always felt that um coming from this small town in southern germany and always felt like I, I don't really belong there. I, I'm not part of this community. I'm, I want to see the world. I want to be free. I want to live a crazy adventure. And I was always on the on the edge of, of breaking out of this whole thing. But it took a few years until I was brave enough to finally do it. And yeah, then I finally managed to execute this feeling that I had inside of me for many years already. And uh, what what's what's in it for you for the next 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 years? Do you want to keep on traveling for a long time, or do you see yourself settling down because now you've seen pretty much all the world? Or what's what's uh, what's your current state <laughs> of mind here? Well, actually, I think this is this typical thing that the grass is always greener on the other side. You know that I wanted this freedom, and when I had a little bit of it, I wanted more of it, and I wanted more and more and more. And I think now I. I can literally do whatever I want, when I want it, where I want it. And I realized, oh my God, I I would like to have a home. I would like to arrive somewhere. I would like to have a normal routine. Somebody that wakes up next to me every morning and then we eat croissants and have a very normal life, actually. So I think um, right now I'm on the in a part of my life where I'm slowing down with a lot of things and I love it. Amazing, man. Okay. And uh, there was, there was what, what, one, one thing I always wanted to ask you, like, you know, like, um, so how, how long do we know each other? 
four, four years? No. How long have you been three, I think I, about three years. Yeah. I think, I think three years. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, so basically what I wanted to ask, like, I, I've, I've seen you write, you know, because it was like your business was growing more and more and you were like doing exactly what, what you want. So like I saw you in a pretty, pretty good, good, good place. Right. So like, what was your more dramatic experience in your life? When, when were really hard things would happen to you in, in the past? If you want to, want to share, share that because happiness is also about unhappiness and how, how to get out of that. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's always about the balance, yin and yang day and night. And, uh, so yeah, I think there are many dark chapters that I had in my life. But the first thing that, that comes to my mind is when I was younger, um, like in primary school, I, I got bullied. Um, I was always the weird kid that didn't have a lot of friends. I was always the kind of the outsider. And in the beginning, I was asking myself, hey, what is wrong with me? Why is everybody part of this community and everybody's cool with each other and everybody likes playing soccer in the local sports team and everybody yeah drinks beer after it but i'm not part of it and i always wondered what is wrong with me and it took many years actually for me to find out well i wasn't really i've never been wrong it's just that i um yeah, I was in the wrong place and I needed to move out and find my own truth. But what I realize now when I look back is that I'm really grateful for the fact that I got bullied a bit. Not just a bit. Sometimes I got bullied pretty heavily. And um, I'm happy that this happened because I think often when you're getting bullied, this is society showing you a mirror and... Of course, it's not a nice thing, but when you're getting bullied, there is obviously some kind of reason for that. And you can get crushed and feel very sad about it. Or you can say, okay, maybe I need to improve in a few areas. Maybe I need to be more confident. Maybe I need to be stronger. Maybe I need to change the way I communicate with people so they take them so that they're going to take me more seriously. And for me, that is actually that was kind of a fuel that I was using to become more and more a version that I was wishing to be when I was younger. And so, yeah, even though there was a very dark chapter, I'm, I'm happy that I had this dark chapter. Mm -hmm. And I think so. this is like a, thank you so much for, for sharing. Yeah, that was very, like, it's amazing when, when guests show so much wool, wool, vulnerability in the podcast. And, uh, um, so, I think that was a very good example. No, there's always two ways how people people see see things. No, and you're actually taking it of like, oh yes, and I'm I'm grateful for this, and like it was like to see life in a way of like this is the best thing could have happened to me, and I'm gonna make something good out of this. And I think this is a very good example that you always have this mindset to things. Not whatever happens to you, that that's why where you are where you at right now because um, right. So obviously, we're talking about inner peace and happiness, and of course, it's impossible to feel that every day right but you can definitely be very proud proud of yourself of what what, what you've uh, what you've done in the last many many years right? thank you <laughs> so yeah and um then let's actually let's, let's jump to to the next thing and uh which is um so for for this for this purpose of conversation we should like define happiness for for us no and like maybe let's define happiness as like 
long term happiness, right? Is something that uh, long periods of just feeling at at full inner inner peace. That you think, okay, everything is is going right in my life, and if small things go bad, you you accept it. But you have this very long long states of inner peace of like very thinking very little about future, like worrying about the future and anxiety, or talking about or thinking about. You know, you could have gotten a depression of like you know the bad memories from from bad things that happened to all of us in in, in the childhood. Um, but no, right? So like you're um, you're doing you're, you're there. So how often do you feel these moments where you feel okay? I'm I'm actually in a, a moment of inner inner peace where you're you're fully in a moment and you're you don't really think of future or past. Like you're completely at at the, at the power of now, so to say. I feel it every three and a half days. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, hard to say. Like it's something that comes very infrequently. Um, I'm having moments, yeah, every now and then where I'd be like, "Hey, wow, this is this is really, really exactly what I want to do. This is really, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right path." So I think. Every now and then, I step into a moment where I'm asking myself, would I rather be somewhere else right now? Or would I rather be with a different person right now? And that happens sometimes that I hang, that I end up in a situation where I wasn't really focused and I'm like, oh, wow, why am I sitting here right now? And the thing is that this happens less and less because I try to be very conscious about the way I spend my life, the people that surround me, um, the way I spend my day. And I think every time I get to the feeling where I was like, where I'm like, if I could, I, I could be anywhere else in the world right now, but I want to be exactly here right now. And I'm happy where I am. And I could be with so many different people right now, but I choose to be with exactly the people that surround me right now and I'm very happy with the company that I have and I think these are the moments where I'll be like yeah that's that's exactly what I want and these are the moments where I'm really feeling fulfilled and happy mm -hmm. and and when you have these moments like for for how long do they last on, on, on average because so basically, the question I ask this because so one of the yeah. goals of, of this podcast is to help people to stay in these phases for longer periods of, of, yeah. of time and, and understand better their own brain how to get to these moments, right? Yeah, I know. And I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's, it's a cool thing. And as like some, uh, it makes sense to have some, some kind of measurement with it, even that you that you can reflect on what is what is possible. Um it's actually, for me, there's, there's a big difference between having these moments that are like very blissful. Sometimes I, I had this moment a few weeks ago when I was in Bali. I was I was going to some ecstatic dance thing and I was driving on a motorbike. It was, I don't know, 11 in the morning and I just started to cry. While I was driving the motorbike, I was like, my life is so amazing right now. Like, look at those rice fields. Look where I am right now. This is a normal day and I I'm, I have the freedom to go there. And I, I just cannot, sometimes I just cannot handle it because I'm so overwhelmed by, by how amazing everything is. But it happens not so often. It's like, I don't know, every month or so. But besides those bikes, I think that 
they last for the whole day. Like when I have such a thing, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm flying around for, for the whole day. And then I'm having like more subtle, let's call them epiphanies, more subtle moments where I'm like, yeah, okay, this is, this is super, this is super awesome. What I, what I do right now. And actually, I think I have this every two days or something like this. And then it lasts for a day. So the, the, I think the more appropriate question is in my situation, I don't know if I'm just a very happy guy or if this is just super, that I'm just very lucky what happens in my life right now. But I think the more appropriate question is how often feel do I feel unhappy? How often do I feel I'm not happy where I am right now? And I think that's, once a month for like three, four, five hours when I'm having an unproductive day, it's raining and I ate a lot of sugar for breakfast. These are the moments <laughs> where I'm like, ah, oh, damn, Philip, what the hell did you do? And But yeah. then you have to understand that, you know, happiness is a wave. So it's impossible. Like you cannot feel always like, you know, like that's, like that's uh, but yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And so in this, let's talk about a little bit neuro, neuroplasticity, basically like the concept that we can actually, we are able to change our brain, right? So because right now you say, you don't know if you're just such a happy boy or like this. So have you always been like this or is something that you trained your brain through the years to becoming, to, to this, this state where you feel this regularly, right? That's a super important question. And a super interesting question. I don't really know because my mom tells me, well, Philip, you've always been a happy guy, but my friends from back in the days, they tell me, wow, dude, you've changed a lot. You're like super sparkling and you're super energetic and you're super optimistic. And wherever you go, you're just bringing the party with you. I think it's both. Like you probably have a little bit of a, I, I think it's like a talent that you have that you maybe have a little bonus when you start. But from my perspective, there's no doubt that you can train that, that you can cultivate that, and that you can imply that into many aspects of your life so that the, the, the overall happiness in your, in your life um, yeah, is getting more and more. Definitely, yeah. I, I agree fully, and that's why I started with this podcast. And yeah. so as I was sharing what helped me to to get there, no, to change my brain more and more, to feel these uh, states a lot. Uh, for you, what what were what were certain certain things, certain routines, cer certain things that you changed in, in in your life that that brought you here? Like I think one of the things is like definitely you you what you do is very aligned with what you want to do, right? So you're really li living that out, which is always helping, but. What else, right? Like what, what, what has changed over the last, what has changed for Philip over the last 20 years, 10 years, you know? Anything you want to share, audience, we are really happy for all your advice because you're giving a lot of value. Thank you for okay. that. Well, thank you for having me here. Um, I think a big one is just working out. It's just doing some kind of sport because when you move, that, that really changes a lot. And when I, I think one of the reasons why I didn't really were such a say popular kid, such a cool kid. It was that instead of being in the sports clubs, instead instead of hanging out with other guys, instead of like embracing this 
energy that everyone has in us, with this physical energy, I was just sitting at home and playing video games and was was a loner and um yeah for me when I when I started to to move to just do sport, um this was a very this was a complete game changer for me because it made me more confident and um I, I started with um with with Thai boxing and also with yoga back in the days. It was like a, a thing that I uh started at the same time. And those two things where I was having more or less like a daily routine, this was very, very powerful. And even today when I feel bad, I'm going to kind of some kind of sports class, some kind of training, whatever, I always feel good afterwards. This is so powerful. Yeah. For for you, what 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 are you doing? Are you doing more, more and more gym, more exciting dances? What what's what are you currently doing on when you, while you're traveling? I try to always bring some variety to it. Like yesterday, I was was forcing my girlfriend to join a Thai boxing class with me, and it was very tough. Like we were very sweaty, and it was very very uh, it was a heavy one. I loved it. Like I felt really good afterwards. But today we've been to a yoga class together, which is like. Again, yin-yang, like this this balance thing that we were mentioning before. And I think I try to, to just be very intuitive with my bodies, with my uh, with my bodies, with my with my body, with my energy, and with what I what I need right now. And um yeah, I think it's something like heavy workouts, uh like boxing or going to the gym and hitting weights, and then every now and then bringing this gentle soft almost feminine energy into my life that is like relaxing surrendering and then just letting go and yeah that's it mm-hmm. yeah, that's very beautiful and also you're a you're a yoga teacher right so like uh oh. that uh <laughs> that it's up to this um it's a uh, um it's very beautiful and um for you, do you feel uh, you? But you're uh, you're guided in your life. Like, do you feel protected and guided? Well, absolutely. I feel we're all guided. Um, there's this this book that I read re- uh, recently, uh, the Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, and it's it's amazing. There's like this hippie guy that it, it starts with he. I, I think he uh, he hears from a friend. Hey, Mexico is a cool place. And he's driving in his car and hears on a radio show that some guys talk about Mexico. And then he's running out of gas, goes to the gas station, finds a map of Mexico. And then he's like, oh, my God, like, there's, there's literally three signs. I should go there. And he goes to Mexico, has an amazing trip and, yeah, is meditating there and has some spiritual um, enlightenments, actually. And he makes this decision. You know what? I will not do any conscious decisions in my life anymore i will only look for those signs and surrender to the signs because i think the universe is guiding me and end of the story he buys a huge property builds a temple on it where he's meditating and starts a i think they have almost a billion dollar in revenue like a like a billion dollar company almost and a crazy crazy story and when i read that I, i felt exactly the same i felt like yes there was always some kind of power guiding me. There was always something that was um, showing me 
what the right way is. And this one thing was basically always inside of me. I always felt like when I stopped to listen to the people around me, when I stopped to watching videos to tell me what to do, when I stopped to, yeah, try to remember what the school told me back in the days. And I'm like, just letting go, for example, with, with the yoga practices, then I get some kind of impulse and then I usually know what to do. And this is like a hundred percent always the right thing. That's, that's how I started my business in a meditation where I had this idea, okay, you should write. It's like, it was crazy. Yeah. Yep. And um, so exactly. So this is again, one of the reasons why I, yeah, I'm, I'm, Doing this podcast and striving so much for uh, for inner peace, now because for me, when you have more inner peace, these um, these downloads, let's call them, they come to you, they come to me the easiest, right? So, is it for, for you similar that when you're like a, a, at a good place, no? Then then and you're fully listening to to you know, your subconsciousness in, in, in this, this way, no? Like and then you you have the answers of what what you should build, what what you, what you should should start. Because for me, I definitely have a plan to start many more NGOs and companies in the future, many more projects. And yeah. the more I feel connected to this, the, the better, the more aligned they are with what I want to do and the, the better they're going to turn turn out. Definitely. Well, I think there's like, I'm, I'm not sure what the English term is. Uh, it's like the, the soul plan or something like this. So there is this spiritual concept that each and every one of us has a, plan for their soul actually when you were born it was already mapped out what the ideal way is for you that's at least how i understand it and the question is just do you really surrender to this do you really follow your inner truth or do you yeah uh, get lost in some desire in some yeah false ideas that bring you away from your inner self and i totally I, I totally relate with this concept so um yeah especially when you are in a, in a good place where you are surrounded by, by people that inspire you that make you feel love when you live in a place that is beautiful and inspires you and you nurture your body with yeah exercise and food and like you you just you just do the right thing when you when you just do the right thing every uh, every day and every moment or at least as often as possible, then I think you get more and more, you get closer to yourself. When you do the wrong thing, you get more and more away from yourself. And the more you get away from yourself, um, the more, yeah, you, yeah, you, you drift apart. So try to always stay on your path. That was, see, that's the reason why you invited as a guest here, because I knew you're going to give a lot of, a lot of value. So, Exactly. I also don't know what's the right word, but like exactly if you say soul plan, for me, in my own experience, I can only share my own experience here in this not, but I, I feel I feel that you're completely right. And I was like since my earliest memories that I have as a young, young child, I felt that I have a super strong soul plan and I, I felt very connected to it, right? And then you have phases in your life, you get more disconnected. But I it always was in the comment, I, I know I have this. No, and currently I try to be the most connected I've ever been to it and to act on it the most I've, I ever have, right? And uh, yeah, that's something that I, I 
it helps me quite often well. land. Love it. This is why we have, this is why we are so yeah, so blessed with having you know the lives that we wanted, right? So because we are trying to be very aligned with 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 what with this, and um, so now another topic is like I I admire about you that you really live radical truth. Like you are always radically true about anything, even if it might be inconvenient to some people, but you're like, no, I, I, I want to be true. And like, I'm, I, this is how I am. I'm going to be radically true on everything. How did this come up, come across and what's your experience so far? Do you recommend it for others? Uh, yeah. What are the challenges you have with this of being radically true at everything? Because sometimes, you know, people do these small formal lies to, yeah. to make the light. Yeah. So like, I, I admire this that you do this. So I, I want to here you can go into detail on this answer please if you want but i'm wow. very curious that's a big one um yeah thank you only the big questions here on this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so actually um this this concept came into my life for the first time when i was reading a book by jordan peterson 12 rules for life um it was giving me a lot of very good impulses many years ago actually no, like four years ago, five years ago, something like this. Um, and the idea is that when you stop telling the truth, you end up in hell. Because hell is a real place and you just need to go to a, to any big city and you will find a lot of people that are in hell right now. And those are the people, when you hold eye contact with them, they look immediately away. And they, they yeah, like they have this moment of, that you have a short moment of eye contact and you, you have a bad feeling, actually. This is how I understood it from the, um, from the, from the, from the book, actually. And I felt like, what does that mean to be in hell? And the idea is that when you start to tell little lies to yourself, at one point you start to tell bigger lies to yourself. When you start to tell bigger lies to yourself, you start to tell little lies to others. And when you start to tell little lies to others, at the end you will tell big lies to others. And this goes back to the concept that we mentioned before. Everything that you do brings you closer to yourself or brings you more away from yourself. And every time you lie to somebody, it brings you more away from yourself. So the more lies you tell and the more lies circle around in your life, the more you drift apart from, from, from who you truly are. And I realized at some point this is like, this is a very destructive behavior. And when I thought about it, I realized that every time I have a little, I have this urge to tell a little lie. It is usually because I want to avoid a conflict. And I realized that you will have the conflict anyway. So when there is a problem, you will have the conflict. But you can decide, do you have the conflict now? And you speak about it right in the beginning in a very careful and... um yeah, lovable way that you actually show, hey, I have this conflict right now with you because I care about you and I love you, or you ignore it for days and weeks and maybe months, and then it's getting bigger and bigger. And then after a while, you have a big fight because you were like putting this thing away for such a long time and you 
you have all this anger inside of you and then you have the big conflict. So I realized for myself that with every person that is really like, especially with the people that I care about, the people that I love with my friends, with my girlfriend, with my family, whenever there is the slightest disharmonic, I always confront people where as soon as I can, because that's my way of showing them that I love them. Because I would never avoid a conflict with a person that I love. That's my way of showing, hey, I care about you and I care about our relationship. Yeah. That, that's, that's really smart. I'm going to ask a couple of questions to understand it better, right? So like, let's make up one practical example. Um, let's say you're... Yeah, you're at in Thailand, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say now you go to, go to, to the gym in, in, in Thailand and uh, then there's uh, these um, two German guys and they follow you on Instagram, but you know them yet. But they come like, I feel, how are you doing? And they talk to you and you talk to them. It's nice. Um, but then after, uh, but then they ask you like, hey, like it's a cool conversation. Hey, we're actually going to go for dinner and come, come with us. And you actually don't have any plan, right? So you have no excuse not to come. So the only thing you would have to say to them is like, but you don't really feel like coming, right? Mm -hmm. So now you'd have to tell them, no, I really feel like being alone and doing nothing over going to dinner with you, which is like the not nice thing. And you could have easily said, I'm sorry, I have dinner with my girlfriend. And we would have gotten you out of it. So what would you choose in this way? Because like, it's always, for some people, it's harder to say no or to like mm -hmm. hurt people. This case of like, oh, they're so excited and it would, it would mean a lot for them, but you just don't feel it. And you have to be true to yourself. So how would you act in this situation? Because I'm... Yeah. Like, I was having the thought for a really, really long time until I... It was a girl that I met uh, many years ago. Like, I always say many years ago. Like, I don't know, three years ago. But um, let's make it more dramatic. It's <laughs> years ago. Um, and I was asking her, Hey, do you want to go out for for dinner, actually, I think? And she actually told me, no, sorry for being so direct and I don't want to hurt you because actually you're a cool guy and um, we can definitely hang out another time. But I really enjoy being alone right now and I would like to go home and read my book. And I was so impressed by this honesty and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool that I would actually do the same thing when somebody invites me for dinner. I would actually say, hey, I'm sorry, but um, I would rather stay here and uh, listen to my book, for example. So, yeah, I would I would tell them this. But for me... The, yeah, but, the, but, but interrupt one second. Sorry, mm -hmm. interrupt. She said, okay, but uh, right now I want to read my book, but another time we can go for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. so a little bit. But you would tell these, these two guys, who maybe it's their last day in, in Thailand, and they, they follow you, they are like your fans. And they really want to have dinner with you, but you really just want to be home and read a book in this example, no? Mm -hmm. So now you would tell them, no, I really won't do this. And it will never happen, basically, because uh, you will then fly back and I'll fly somewhere else. So yeah. then it, it's a bit trickier, like, to do it. And, uh, yeah. Like, it, it always depends really on the on the circumstances. Because, like, one thing that I had, that I have applied for myself, um, just because this these situations are so tricky, that when just random people approach me and yeah invite me for some activity that I say in general no because 
I have often made this experience that people want to hang out with me and they just want to use me as their consultant for free. And then they, yeah, they basically start with, hey, let's have some dinner because you're a cool guy. And it ends up with, hey, I have this business idea. Can you give me some copywriting tips? And I felt a little bit abused. So for myself, I made this rule that I say in general, when I have this feeling that somebody just wants to hang out with me because he follows me or whatever, that I always say, hey, sorry, um, I usually, I, I don't do this as, as, as a rule for myself um, because, yeah, I'm, I often got into moments. I, I don't explain that. I don't do this. End of the conversation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Good. Yeah. So, that was that was really uh, that helped to you know to make make it more more more, more clear. No, that uh, mm -hmm. that you really live very radical truth. Even even when a small lie would have made it even easier. No, like uh, meeting my girlfriend. Like, you know, yeah. But then, so, I I I and I think it's a. It's, a, it's something I admire a lot about you, and I think it's very, very great. And thank you so much. And like, um, I, I still want to point out that I'm, I, of course, I'm not, I'm not Jesus or whatever. So sometimes I still uh, fall back into, um, yeah, just having little excuses, etc. But I think the first step is like being aware of what you do, because I think many, many people. They lie constantly just because it's a habit. It's so normal to lie to everybody. Oh, no, I'm, do, 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 do. I'm meeting my girlfriend. Dude, you don't have a girlfriend. Oh, my dog is sick. You don't have a dog. And um, <laughs> like, I, I just think the first step is like, be aware of what you do and then reflect if you really want to do it the next time like this again or if you want to adjust your behavior in the future. And... Then when you realize, hey, actually, this was something that I didn't really want. I would have rather told the truth right now. Then just try to say the, 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 yeah, speak the truth the next time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if, if you actually want to, want to, want to laugh for a second. So like I, I read a tweet the other day from, a, a, I think, US business owner. Mm -hmm. And he organized like a after, a after hours for the company. And one employee came up and told him, I cannot come. Because I have to go home because I have an avocado, which is still good, but it's about to expire. And if I don't eat it tonight, then it would expire. I love and it. it was like, this was, the, this was the funniest way to get out of it. That's really good. I love that. <laughs> um, but then actually the truth would have been that she said, I, I want to be alone and, uh, <laughs> and relax at home, right? Um, I don't know. It like, depends on how, how much the depends on how much you care about your avocado so <laughs> yeah yeah no like she exactly but in, in this I'm seeing you on a very very good um, good 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 path now on like um, understanding to becoming more conscious of your habits no like maybe as you said even if you don't change all the more you become conscious of of, of your of your actions uh, that already that already helps helps quite, quite a lot yeah, and like, yeah. let, let me just add one point to that because, um, what, like, one thought that also follows me for a while is, um, I read a book by David Hawkins, Power versus Force, and there is one line inside that was really striking me because it is something like, um, actually, being enlightened is not so crazy and something so hard. 
it's just nothing that people usually find attractive or achievable. So everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to have a sexy body, but not a lot of people think about being enlightened. And so the concept of just, I don't know, I don't want to be Buddha or whatever or Jesus, but to actually see this as a valuable resource that is worth cultivating in your life, I think that's such an important thing that you you work out for your body, you invest to get your finances right, you uh, take your girlfriend out for a beautiful dinner to make your relationship nice, and you meditate and you work on your spiritual energetic level, let's say, to just um, yeah develop in this in this area as well and progress in that. And I think that's super important to point out that this is by in fact a super desirable thing to achieve. Exactly. I agree fully. It's like uh, people should, should value it way more because when you're aware of when you're getting closer to it, everything else becomes way easier. And it's exactly like you said, no, it's not it's not that impossible or that hard. Of course we have, we have steps, no, and of course uh you and me, we have to still we are we're still young and we have a lot of love path path still still to go, no, but uh it's it's very beautiful to see that you're going in a direction that uh, that makes that makes all the other things like having control over your mind, having a lot big lot moments of complete inner peace that makes everything else around so much easier. When you automatically want to do the right things, like when mm. I have this long period of feeling extremely happy, what I want to do is eat healthy food and go to the gym or like do a lot of sports. And these things again make you happier. Like you actually. Your body knows, your mind knows what, what is good for it. And um, and also it helps you a lot when you when when some other drama comes up, you can deal with it in a way easier way and the cure. Yeah. It's 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 just a it's just something that makes life so much easier. Whereas um I just came up with something that you said before about um you remember you said about uh Jordan Peterson and person's hell, right? And so um there's something I want to go in. Like a, about a deep belief I have, and I want to share it and just to get see what what you think about it, right? So my my deep belief is like, yes, yeah, so these people can be at very very bad places, right? And it's like putting us in, into their shoes. Like you have a job you really don't don't like, things are really not not going well, and then you have uh, this knee that hurts you a lot, and you have constant pain twenty four seven. So there's a lot of things that can happen to you that bring you more un- unconsciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of these people can do bad things, like so there's. Of course, we're not denying that. For me, I'm not denying that bad things are happening in the world, right? But for me, I, my deep belief um, is that every single human and every human, I include everyone, is inherently good, right? So it's never been no bad person has ever been been born, right? So every every soul for me and like is inherently good, but then things can happen that make you do bad bad things, right? A lot of a lot of robbers who do robberies. They say yes, but they actually like people, and even people mostly believe that they are good. So a lot of people who, who do bad things, and you ask them, they're like, "Yes, but I'm a family person, and I do this to provide for my family because I love the family so much." So they, to themselves, they justify uh, robbing, like armed robberies, for example, or kidnapping people in, in Brazil, because they were like, "Yes, but I have these few beautiful kids, and I'm I'm a provider, and I provide, and I, I never killed anyone, but I just rob people, I do kidnap things, but." Um, Look, I'm a good person because I'm a family love and a family lover and this. So yeah. people like and then they do 
bad things and like so and on a lot of, lot of traumas. No, so the other day I saw this this video about this this German guy who was a uh, one of the biggest gangsters ever apparently. And he when he spoke about his mom, he he didn't say my mom. He said the person that brought me to the world because he hated her so much. Yeah, and and he even explained that how much how how hard all his life was and that and that he has this anger and like uh, he, and he explained even that that all of the things that happened to him brought him his anger so he he needs to beat people up that was one of the things but he's like the only way i feel free if, if i can beat someone up like he was completely he's of course in prison no um but um so like that people but still people are inherently good and then bad things can happen to you that make you do bad bad actions but there's no no bad bad person that cannot be what, what do you think on, on, on this? What was your worldview on this? It's a tough one, actually. We had a big one. This is a tough one now. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if people are uh, born in a bad way. There is a, another nice book about it. It's, it's, a, it's a fiction book, but it's, uh, we have to talk about Kevin. It's a, it's a letter novel. Amazing. And it really deals with this question uh, of a child that is doing a, a mass shooting in his school. And the whole book is about the question, why? Where did it all go wrong? And there is no answer. Like, the kid was born like this. But I don't know if you can really, if it is really that way. I, I really don't know because um, I, I don't have the knowledge about it. Um, what I do know is, that one point that you were also pointing out that people have this reticular activation system and that's how they screen their environment and their life and they have their values and then they justify what they do and this can flip and this can be adjusted so even mass murders and very uh, very cruel horrible people uh, when you when they got interviewed, they were always sure that they were doing the right thing. They were a hundred percent certain that this was the right thing to do, because they were justifying it in the end to, um, yeah, explain how all of this uh, was was useful and uh, made sense. Um, boy, um, I'm I'm just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something else I I, I I would like to add to this. So yeah, David, like so when you're in a very conscious state, you actually ob observe your emotions, right? So you would go, you would not identify with the anger that you're feeling in the moment, but you would go one level above this and you would think, Oh, my brain is feeling anger, but you would be watching it, right? If you're conscious. Mm -hmm. So basically a human cannot do harm to another human while he's conscious because he would observe the anger and he would know like okay this is not me but if you're unconscious then you can act, act on it right so like i fit why i think it also it's gonna it's gonna like, i think there's there's places on earth where people are more conscious and that's why there's more and more harmony also in many ways i, I think i have an answer uh, i think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having an answer. very curious to get um i don't know if there are good or be, uh, if there are people who are good or bad born but I'm pretty sure that we are all born with kind of a moral compass. And this is a very objective kind of thing. That when children wake, when, when children grow up in an environment of violence and hatred and like a lot of problems, 
they intuitively know there is something wrong. This is not the way it should be. It's not okay that Papa is beating Mama. And so I think that people know intuitively what the right thing to do is. And that brings us back to, are you good or bad? Are you conscious or are you unconscious? So when I think about it now, it's probably that the answer to your question is basically what we had before in terms of tell the truth. You just start to do bad things. You just start to hurt others when you start to lie to yourself. And whenever you are yeah, moving away from your from your real reality, from what you truly want to see in the world. Facts. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think then you're eventually hurting yourself and others. And then you're just Yeah. Then you should ask yourself then you should ask yourself the question, how do I get back as quick as possible? Yeah. Thank you. And then one of the last questions is um what's an un uncommon piece of advice you can give to others to reach more long-term happiness mm. like you know everyone knows the normal things but what's an uncommon piece of advice yeah i don't know how uncommon that is but i would say disconnect disconnect from everything that distracts you not all the time but try to do that occasionally like Five years ago, I was doing a Vipassana meditation in a monastery in Vietnam. And I was meditating with some Buddhist monks in a little old house in Ho Chi Minh. And it was one of the most profound experiences in my life so far. And I remember when I left this monastery, I had about 48 hours where I felt I figured it out. And then I lost it again. But for for those 48 hours um, where I didn't have any kind of communication, no speaking, no books, no social media, not even eye contact with any other human being, I felt that this was a moment where I really had this glimpse of enlightenment and in just, yeah, in those 10 days, this was just the, the most healing and nurturing time that I've ever done. And like this year, that's very big on my agenda. We'll do another Vipassana and disconnect again because we're all so oversaturated. We're all so, uh, yeah, we have so much information every day. And what I just discovered is we we don't get bored anymore. So back in the days, it was completely normal to be bored. And I think it's a useful thing. Like imagine you're collecting some food, you walk around to the forest and you start to collect mushrooms and then you don't find any more mushrooms, then you're getting bored because it's useless what you do. So I think your body tells you, hey, you're you're doing something wrong now, change something. And we don't have this anymore because as soon as we get bored, we go to Instagram or Tinder. Yeah. I think think it also is a huge problem that people don't get bored anymore. Thank you a lot. And 
again, like this is the this is the third time in this podcast where we're bringing this concept to the table. The balance is the key. Yin and Yang, day and night, fire and water. To be creative, to be energetic, to be charismatic, to be just um, yeah as effective and excited as anyhow possible in your life you need to accept that there it is necessary to have times in your life where it's boring and quiet and you're just doing nothing and even if the urge to scroll through your timeline and watch some cat videos and do some other shit is very strong just leave your phone at home and go for a walk and watch the birds. That's it. One one part I also want, want to jump, jump in is um, the 48 hours after Vipassana and also to Vipassana. So one of my wishes with all the listeners, if you feel it, please go and try it. Like yeah. uh, I, it was also for, I agree, for me, one of the most life-changing things ever. And also to pitch it very well because we, we both do marketing. Meditation is hard. The easiest way to learn it is Vipassana because you just, you know, you don't, you don't do it a little bit and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe not. It, you, you have to do it for 11 days, right? So it's a, once you're there, it's easy to do it. And you actually, after this, I guarantee you, you will meditate. <laughs> for me, now meditation is very easy because I've done it. Like I always tried to learn it. I was like, and I learned, I gave up again. But if you want to do the 11 days, then yeah. So I would, I would love it if many of the listeners uh, try it because it's something that has influenced so many people I know so profoundly. Yeah. And the one thing I want to go into, Phil, is um, so 48 hours when you've had the feeling of like, yes, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy you said this because it happened to me various times as well, mostly like after long breathwork sessions, after Vipassana, after Ayahuasca, after a long walk in nature, right? And it always goes away, with feeling, unfortunately. I, I, I want to keep it where it stays forever. I don't know if it's possible. Probably yes. Probably we're just not not there yet. But I want to. What I do now and what I do now, if I have this, I sit down very relaxed and I just relax and take notes because and very detailed notes because you have a feeling you have it all figured out. And for me, this is mostly as the true answer. Every time I acted on on these things, it turned out very well for my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So this uh, knowledge that you have in these moments is very strong and very powerful. So, and uh, because you forget it and you, the feeling goes away, I take as many notes as I can and I try later to act on these, even if it later, you know, something it doesn't feel anymore as true as it used to feel in the moment. But if you actually act on it and you see, wow, it was actually, it was the right thing. So, yeah, for me, these states are so powerful. And uh, that's why I actually take most of my decisions in life, most of the decisions when I'm in these, these states. Mm. Yeah. And that's, this kind of guidance that you were mentioning before, because the decisions that you take in those moments, these are the decisions that come from your truest essence, from very deep within, and they are the right ones. They are the, the roadmap that brings you to exactly the point where you want to be. And so, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I just want to underline what you said to the listeners of this podcast when I did this Vipassana for 
10 days and I finished it, there was this moment where, again, I always get super emotional. I always start to cry all the time. <laughs> but I had also this moment where I realized they didn't want my money. So there is this organization, it's called Dhamma, I think. And they have those meditation centers all over the world. And this whole thing is donation-based. So they offer this amazing practice. There are teachers that guide you through it. They teach you meditation and they teach you your individual way to more consciousness and to be more aligned with yourself. And the only thing they're asking you for are three things. And by the way, you get food and you get accommodation for free there as well. You can live there and eat there three times a day for free. And the only thing they want for you is, first of all, they um, want you to really do it while you are inside the, the, the Vipassana um, yeah, um, center. Just do it. Just make their meditation and don't use your phone and don't do other stuff, but just just execute it. Follow the way they, they teach it to you. That's the first one. The second one is when you do the Vipassana meditation, at one point in your life, come back to one of the centers and volunteer and provide this experience for others. And the third, when you have money and you want to give something, you can give a little donation or a big donation. And when I realized that somebody is building this gigantic network of tens of thousands of volunteers, this enormous project and it's running every day there are centers all over the world and somebody's managing that not somebody hundreds of people or thousands of people are managing that and everybody's just doing it for free because they believe that what they do makes the world a better place that that gave me goosebumps and i was like this is so beautiful and this is what it is about that's what we all should do in our own individual way for our society, for this planet, for each other. And that basically also answers the question of many listeners now, how do I find purpose in life? But that was a very good example of how how, how, how you find it is very, very worth worth doing it for. Yeah, do do what you do what you love doing and ask yourself the question, how can I use it to bring as much value to the world as anyhow possible? And when you find a way to make a lot of money, come on, like you don't even need to find it. When you, like, if you're really good at something and you change the life of thousands of people, um, it's always going to find you. Positive, yeah. You, you become a millionaire anyways. Like, don't worry about the money. Just do something nice, man. All right. So thank you a lot. I would like to end it on this. It was an absolute pleasure. You gave so much wisdom. What uh, good, man. Yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> I, I, I want to I wanna say one, one last thing of one sentence I learned from, from, from Phil, from Philip, um, that a lot of times we do things and he looks at me and he's like, how can it get better than that? It's like, and he can think of like, it cannot. Like, this is like, this is like, this is amazing what we have. And uh, 
And these moments always make me very happy. Like, I, I really like it. And you, you do a lot of times you ask, uh, well, what's the question you ask exactly? Uh, in German, you say, wie wird jetzt noch geiler, oder? And the, the original one in German is, wie wird es jetzt noch besser als das? Why not besser? Yeah, besser als das. That's a, and, no, that's yeah. a big one. That's a big one from my friend Felix. He gave me this question. And, um, yeah, how can it become even better than this? That's like a, that's a super powerful question because there's so much inside, like how, like, okay, you have how can it become even better than this, which means like it is already good, but how can we make it even better than this? And I like asking those questions without having the intention of finding an answer. So just asking it out for the universe and seeing what is happening. And this is such a, such a beautiful ritual that you can do every now and then. And it always, it always grounds you. It shows you, hey, it's already good the way it is. It can become even better. How can it become even better than this? And yeah, it makes a lot of space. Yeah. I'm happy that you remembered it. Nice. <laughs> you know, so like for me a lot of times is like, uh, really, it's like, oh, this is already like such an amazing moment. And it just brings me pure gratefulness at this moment of like, yes, this is a great moment we're having right now. Like, hmm. Thank you so, so much. And uh, really, it was an absolute pleasure. And uh, you're definitely a guest again in the few, few, few future of this podcast. Thank you so much.